Hello again and welcome to Interview with DJ Nocturna. Um, if you're watching my YouTube channel, please like, subscribe, and share. Well, today my guest is electronic alternative artist, electronic artist Colin C. Also Slider, also known as Slider. Hey, Colin. Hey, it's good you? to be here. Thanks for coming on the show and yeah. and uh, educating us. You know, um, so much I learned about about you, and I I didn't even realize that I've been reading your your mom's cookbook <laughs> for for like years, you know, because um the gluten free goddess. So yep, that's her. Gluten free goddess recipes. When I started to get more into my health, I've been like watching, you know, like googling all of these like what kind of recipes to good, you know, to find and to make and stuff like that. So, wow. So you come in a you come in a, I mean, there's so much to say about you and being your dad. Yeah, the 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 screenwriter. Right. My stepdad, he's written a few screenplays. Um, he, the last movie he did was Honest Thief with um, uh, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, you you have your own stuff going on. I know you've been you've been doing um, music. You're also a sound engineer and um, all kinds of things. Designer engineer. Uh, so you, you pretty much. You've, you've worked in Metropolis Records, Cleopatra Records. You've done a lot of uh, remixing for various people. And, and and of course, your your project now, which is Slider. Can you want to tell us a little bit about your background? I know, I I, I mean, I kind of mentioned a little bit, but I know there's more. Yeah, um, I got drawn into music like most do at an early age. So it's always kind of been with me for a while, but it wasn't until I was like a teenager uh, that I really discovered like what electronic music was. I had not very much exposure to it other than what people, you know, see with the, the stuff that's at the the top 40, you know, like Miami Sound Machine. That was my idea of what electronic music was until I was in my teens. And I just got really drawn to it from an early age. And I liked the, the aspect of the technology that's involved because I was very, very much a computer geek as a teenager as well. So the two kind of fit really nicely together. And then from there, I just kind of ran with it. Um, I got involved in the uh, rave scene for a while and was DJing in the early aughts. And yeah. that took me to uh, Los Angeles where I kind of just established myself. And that's where Slider was born because I didn't really want to be pigeonholed into, you know, making club tracks. They're, they're more disposable, right? You go out, you dance to them. The DJ plays them. You forget about them. You know, the DJ picks news tracks the next week so i wanted to make it more personal and i wanted to explore more ideas that were beyond just getting people to dance and that's that's how i came up with slider oh wow yeah i i, I noticed you you opened up for uh paul oakenfold right in the past yeah that's back in the yeah that's pretty cool you know i yeah i had a residency uh what what's called it might not even be called the larchmont anymore but it used to be the martini lounge so every week I was playing there and then um, I have connections with different promoters. And is that Los so, yeah. in Los Angeles? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Um, like in the Larchmont neighborhood of Los Angeles. Oh, so yeah. what was your DJ name at the time? Damage, like D-A-M-N-A-G-E. <laughs> okay, cool. I, do, yeah. do you DJ? You must do I don't any, anymore. Um, so like not to like do a sob story, but... When I turned 25, I got hit with an autoimmune disease, and um, that really sidelined my availability to be as mobile as I wanted to. 
Mm. So I moved away from doing DJing, which was, you know, way more physically demanding and more into a studio kind of studio rat kind of mode. And, you know, I was still working um, for Apple at the time. So I was logic certified and got to work with like um, Danny Saber, um, who would black grape and all the remixes that he did. I was up at his studio a bunch of times and Charlie Klauser from nine inch nails. He would give me logic tips. So it was really fun to still have a foothold in music that didn't really rely on me being able to go out and DJ every night. Yeah. Yeah. I know you work with logic pro the, and the loop masters, right? Right. Loop masters is part of my day job is uh, doing sound design. So I've done uh, a lot of, uh, products for loop masters but also uh, splice and uh, a few little other boutique um, sample pack companies here and there so that's kind of like my day job is working at my studio where i engineer for other artists and as well as make sound packs for different companies that's so cool that's so awesome wow yeah it's like a long background of um which is which always helps and now you got this project called slider s-l-i-g-h-t-e-r and you release Two singles so far. There is uh, Have No Fear and uh, the latest one, which is called Pulling Me Under, where you're collaborating with the vocals of Craig Joseph Huxtable, who is part of, yeah. uh, I guess, Noise Unit and uh, um, uh, the other, uh, there's other projects he's involved in. Um, I know with Bill Lieb, uh, Frontline Assembly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Craig's kind of done background stuff for Frontline Assembly and Noise Unit. Um, his big claim to fame up there in in Victoria, British Columbia is Landscape Body Machine, which was a 90s um, kind of, again, no vocals, um, industrial electronic stuff. But then when he got involved with Frontline Assembly, he uh, met Chris Peterson and he and Chris formed Alm Electronic. And at that point, Craig was like, I want to get into being you know, a singer and doing vocals. So um was his stepping stone into vocals and then he and i just kind of hit it off online um because we we have that mutual frontline assembly connection because i did remixes for frontline assembly and i you know talked to bill a few times and uh he was like i want to do more vocals and i really like the kind of stuff that you do so do you want to collaborate and i said yeah so uh this pulling me under is our third one that we've done uh a couple years back we did lights out um, and that got put into a Fox TV show called Second Chance. I so know. ever since awesome. then, we've kind of been running with it. But I, I really like the way that Craig's vocals have um, evolved. He's been way more confident in his vocal style now. So the new track, uh, people say like it kind of has a Depeche Mode kind of feel to it because he's way more emotive with it. And it's not just like that guttural industrial man voice that you kind of get with the trope of industrial music. So. So you have a new album that's coming out. It's called The Futile Engine. Yep. I'm pronouncing that right. It's coming out yep. July 21st, which is pretty soon. Yeah, There's 13 tracks there. And uh, it's 10, 10 core tracks for the album. And then um, because I teamed up with Brutal Resonance to release it and we're doing a CD, you know, I can fit more music on there. So I said to Steven at the label, I was like, well, why don't I, you know, we'll make it like a deluxe edition and put, extra tracks on there so i threw th three more tracks onto that edition oh okay cool yeah, yeah and i i know some of the artists in there is uh, yvette winkler from vaseline right yeah, yeah. um and the, if, you know, i don't know she I, i've done interviews with, with her and vaseline and all the like youtube channel as well and of course bill lieb and some you know there's other guys in there you want to talk a little bit about the 
I, I know two are released, two singles, and there's a few more that hasn't we haven't heard yet. But do you want to talk about them a little bit? By the time this place is going to be aired, I mean, it would have yeah. Been- um, well, for example, with Yvette, um, we both are in this Facebook group uh, that Ken uh, runs called Sound and Shadows. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we just kind of hit it off talking and i've heard some of her stuff with vaseline and i thought oh you know you've got such a really kind of cool ethereal smoky kind of voice have you ever thought about doing like a club track and she's like oh it's totally outside of my wheelhouse i don't even know what i would do Uh, and i said well let's try it because i feel like the best kind of collaborations come when you are close enough friends with somebody that you can say like hey push yourself get get a little out of your comfort zone do something you know a little little new or different and she's like well I'll, i'll give it a shot and her, uh, tr- got, I got her, her tracks back in, her vocal tracks, and they just sounded so great. Mm-hmm. So I, that was kind of a very effortless collaboration, thanks to uh, my other friend, Roland, who's there with her, who was able to record her and also work on a little bit of the production of the tracks. So it was like a, a nice three-way collaboration on, on that track. And that's called Dark Divine, and that will be on the record when it comes out on the Dark 21st. Wow, that's a nice yeah. Dark Divine. How, what about the other guys? Well, uh, for example, uh, Memory Corruptor, that's with Steven Seibold from Hate Department and uh, Tara from Morgue Witch. Um, and a very experimental kind of session when I was working on that. Um, but I got this really kind of heavy part going on. And I was trying to scream the, the lyrics that I wrote, but I just I didn't really feel like I was nailing it the way that I wanted to. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, it's Steven at Hate Department can really nail this. And he and I have been friends for a while as well i i worked on the new ghost album for him where i screamed on his record so i thought oh let's you know tit for tat you scream on my record now (laughs) so i totally just hit him up and said hey do you have time and he's like oh you got me at a perfect time to do it so that was really fun to kind of complete the circle and have steven on my record um and then craig of course he's on there too uh, I worked with a, a new artist, uh, Anastasia, out of Portland, Oregon, as Deep Dark Water, and she did a very cool kind of chant um, for her track, Unitas. And yeah, I, I just really like having fun with friends when it comes to collaborating, and everybody, you know, nailed it, really, in my mind. Wow. I'm looking forward to the chant. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> really awesome. Like a chant? Really? Wow, yeah. She went into some, she's really into, I can't even describe the kind of spiritualness that she kind of invokes with the stuff that she does. Um, And it just, it really came out really cool just because I, I really wanted the record to kind of go back a little bit to my roots and be more of a techno record, meaning there's more stuff to dance to. It's faster tempos. So I gave her this kind of uh, loose demo that I had done that I really thought, oh, this would be something that, somebody could do something very hypnotic too. And I said, you know, do what you want. I don't really tell people like go this direction or go that direction. I just say, kind of feel it out and see what you think. And then she hit me back with again, great vocal stems tracks. And it's really one of my, one of my favorite tracks on the record for sure. Oh yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to like it as well. <laughs> I just, just, I just feel that. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So this, um, this album is coming out on July uh, 21st. And if people want to find it, of course, I know you have many ways to find it. You have you have a you have a link tree. Slide. Yeah, I think the link tree is the easiest way because you slider official, and then you get to see like all the different, you know, jumping off points. If you want to pre-order the CD, 
um, which is slowly selling out. I should say it's there's oh, there's yeah. not very many copies of it left. We just did a, a strict uh, 50 of them and I signed and numbered them to make them very, you know, collectible. Oh, wow. That's cool. And uh, and you produce and you produce this this as uh, this album as well. Right. And uh, what about the lyrics? Yeah. Who who's who writes the lyrics for the songs? Um, I do when I feel confident in doing it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll like collaborate. You know, if uh, right. my previous records, I've either taken like, uh, for example, with um, The Void, which was my record prior to this one. I took on most of the vocals with that because I really had a, a personal kind of theme that I, I really wanted to explore with that. But, you know, rewind the record before that Automata had a lot more collaborations on it. Um, so I, it, it's just it, I really think of it as like, what does the song need? You know, if the song needs me, then I'll I'll put forth the effort. If I feel like the song doesn't really need my voice style, I'll explore different collaborators. So, so tell us a little bit about your. I know you, you have a cell studio. Where you yeah, do that's it. where I'm right now. <laughs> oh, is that where you are? Yeah. So I'm just looking at your. It's called the cellstudio.com. If people want yeah. to check that out, I I know you work with uh, the wonderful Ian Pickering. Yes, Ian's a good friend. We go back a while now. Yeah, so he's he's uh, of course he's a lyricist for um for uh sneaker pimps, and he's he yeah. I also did an interview with him. It's up on my YouTube channel. If anybody want to check that out, what a nice guy, really nice guy, very yeah. talented. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I actually um you mentioned the sneaker pimps. That's how I got to Ian because for me, um, the second album, Splinter really loved all of the prose involved in the lyrics of that, especially like destroying angel has. So I think in my mind has some of the best lyrics ever written for a song, the way that he had wrote those and me being just a fan, you know, 10, probably even longer than that. I went online to try to figure out, okay, like what are the, what are the sneaker pimps doing now? <laughs> I knew Chris was doing IMX, but I was like, all right, what about the other guys? And I stumbled into Ian's stuff. And I literally just as a fan was like, Hey, you know, I really love the way that you write lyrics, you know, like, and we just hit it off. It's just like, cause as you said, he's just, a, he's a super nice guy down to earth. We just had really great conversations and ever since then, we've just kind of like um, loosely collaborated when needed. Um, and he not being as technical as I am, he'll send me his logic projects and I'll spruce them up. I'll fix the mix for him, get them all nice, nicely mastered and out the door. So, yeah, it's so good to be. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, I mean, there's so many people I, I meet on these interviews and just meeting people. And then we see we, I can see how everybody's so connected together, you know, so great. Yeah, it's a small world when you're, you know, dealing with this kind of niche of of music that's um, sure. not mainstream. You you end up realizing that you're like what, like six degrees away from everybody, really. In the end, yeah, I know. But you know, I I know you 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 come from a long background of. Uh, I know it's not mainstream, but back in the day, also you've been featured in TV shows, right? Yeah, yeah I've been pretty lucky while I was in LA to to do that. I know um, the Showtime's House of Lies, and uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. I know you've you've done some. Um, there's some some several things here. Yeah, it started with doing a a song for True Blood. Um, that was like 2011, if I remember correctly. Um, that's just luck. I was working with a guy at the time who knew the music supervisor for the show, Gary Calamar, and they have, if you've seen the show, they have a bar. It's called Fantasia. 
and all the vampires hang out there. So they had a, a stripper scene in that bar that they were trying to find a song for and couldn't and asked my friend at the time, you know, like, hey, do you want to work with Colin and make something for this scene? And we said, oh, for sure. You know, why? Why would we say no? So after we did True Blood, I was approached by um, a management company for TV Sync. And they said, do you want to have somebody like us, you know, pitching your stuff? And I said, sure, because at the time, you know, getting an income from music is a tricky thing to, to do. And nobody else was really getting into doing TV shows or film sync. It was like me and Clayton from a, like Cell Dweller, you know, doing all of these like, well, sure, we'll do them all. So uh, that's where that started. And I did uh, Bones. I did a gun training montage. I uh, wrote a song for that that they really liked. Um, but then, yeah, stuff for NBC um showtime i think the funniest one now is that just a few i think it was like a month ago for some reason on social media there's a there was a viral uh taylor swift introducing johnny depp at the people's choice awards uh a few years back and what's funny about it is is that's one of my remixes playing as his oh, walkout yeah. song <laughs> so everybody's resharing this video of taylor swift and johnny depp and i'm like hey that's my song in the background <laughs> so great yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how how did you get into like um, this this darker genre of music? You know, I know you um you, you were mentioning you you know you were DJing, which is a little bit different. And so, how did that come about? You know, more of like the darker side of industrial or electronic. Um, I think I've always been kind of you know gravitated towards it, even as uh, when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I learned about Wax Tracks records because of Underworld. Underworld didn't have a distribution in the United States. Wax Tracks was importing Underworld albums. And when I had discovered Underworld, and I was like, oh, I really like, I really like this band. What else does this label Wax Tracks have on it? And that was the rabbit hole that fell me down into like, you know, KMFDM, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, Chemlab, all of those bands that are kind of known for that in industrial kind of genre. And that's always just kind of been in the back of my mind. But even when DJing, I'd always kind of gravitate towards like the more progressive sounds like progressive breaks and progressive house where like James Holden is a very uh, uh, influential producer for me that I would play his tracks. And there'd always be like a spooky or kind of moody element to it. it you know, like so my sets were kind of geared towards, you know, the late night kind of sound. But mm -hmm. obviously when you're in L.A. and you're playing uh, weekly, you're I'm playing all sorts of more you know, like positive or uplifting stuff as well. But in the back of my mind, it's always just been where I've gone. Is it a little bit more darker, or a little left of happy? <laughs> yeah, the, the dark ones are always the best. I mean, you gotta. I mean, you gotta have darkness, right? I think so. I mean, it's deep. <laughs> it's deep and dark, and that's that's. that's it's a I'm way for especially you know people who feel like the world is against them um, an outlet to kind of have a place to go and, and feel firstly connected and also just like the catharsis that comes along with, you know, darker or moodier stuff is, yeah, it just, it just speaks to me more than, you know, writing happy, shiny, <laughs> happy songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, me too. So, uh, uh, how does your family feel about you doing all the darker stuff? I know your, your, your mom is like that. She has a great recipe book and all that. Uh, my mom's always been supportive. I don't think she really listens to anything that I, that I do. 
um occasionally like somebody uh like my friend reagan did a remix of, of my track undertow and he put like jazzy pianos in it and it's very kind of like a lounge kind of vibe like and my mom really likes that one so she'll play that one the most but it's funny because i had finished this new album and i said my mom was like oh i want to hear it and i was like i don't know if you really want to hear it I've, i'm going really dark there's some really like big distortion on this and so she's like oh, okay maybe not so much for me but uh, i think the funniest story i can tell about my parents was you know when you grow up with two creative people like beyond doing the the gluten-free goddess stuff my mom's a painter as well Right, right. Um, and s- my stepdad as well are also painters. So they were very adamant that like I go to art school because, you know, like, oh, wow, you man. know, you, you have a, a lawyer for a dad. They'll be like, go to law school. So my parents were like, go to art school. And that's what pushed me out to California uh, going to CalArts, um, where I learned that I didn't really want to be <laughs> a visual artist and I really wanted to do music full time. So that was like a nice little light bulb that went off. But they're the they're the catalyst that got me out of the house. <laughs> I I knew they were connected somehow to your to your amazing um projects and everything somehow you know your influence somehow yeah, yeah that's, for sure. And of course, big shout out to uh, Shameless Promotion PR, another amazing artist I meet all the time. So this is um your second single, "Pulling Me Under," featuring Craig Joseph Huxtable is is out now. Uh, just. Yeah was just released a few days ago and the first single have no fear is has been out for a while and the album which is uh, the futile engine which will be out july 21st and we'll be hearing more of that i'm looking forward to the to the um to the what do you call that the artist you mentioned that has the uh, the meditation what is the music um, oh the deep dark water track deep dark water yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it's called, and it's called unitas we Un- went with the she originally was thinking like oh it's because it's the theme is unity and i was like well unity is such a kind of boring word when you look at the track list of the album so like what if we made it latin say unitas and she's like oh perfect kind of plays into the kind of spiritualness that she has going on throughout the track so yeah i'm looking forward to playing it all right and yeah. uh and this is uh via Br- brutal resonance and confusion yeah, Confusion Inc. is kind of just my label, I guess. I, I, just a place where I can throw everything that I work on because it's not just slider stuff. I do uh, my own, under my own name, some like ambient stuff, um, some scory kind of stuff. Um, so I just felt like having uh, a label would be a great way to put it all under something. And that's where Confusion Inc. comes into play. But working with Steven at Brutal Residence has been great because he's really on top of it for physical stuff he really wanted to do the cd um and he's been taking care of all that and it turned out great it looks great love it so well i'm looking forward to hearing the the whole album when it comes out and playing in the show uh anything else uh going on or coming up in the in the near future uh, no, I'm in that mode where the album has been done and I'm just trying to decompress. I'm, I'm doing a few remixes. Um, that's another one of my favorite things to do is I call it fucking up everyone else's songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, I, I see all the yeah all the photos here that you've taken in the, you know, the press release. I love that uh, photo. Is that you? I, I, I don't know. If that's you. That's not you. Oh. Yeah, it's me. It's a composite, oh, okay. actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. With all the little... Yeah, I work with my my partner. She um 
is really good with visual stuff. And we kind of used uh, a photo that she took plus uh, AI generation and kind of made this cool hybrid version of myself. And I really like that because the idea of Slider is more so a band in the abstract. And I don't really want to be like the face of it per se. I like kind of keeping in the background, like a lot of my promo images, like my face is blurred out. Or if you've seen some of my music videos, I'll put stuff over my eyes because I'm trying to distance the physical portion of myself from the art of it. And uh, using the composites like that and using a bit of AI helps me distance myself and kind of create a persona or like an avatar that Slider can be that doesn't have to embody my physical uh, self. Yeah. And then that song, Have No Fear, there's a dark rave mix. So who yeah. made that one? Is that yours as well? That's that's me as well. A lot of the times when I'll get done with a song, I'll think of like, oh, well, could it be better if it had this kind of vibe to it? So I'm not really as much a revisionist, but I just like to like explore a different kind of style to it. So with that, I bumped up the tempo. So it's a little bit more DJ friendly. And that's what got me on this idea of like, oh, it's kind of like a dark rave version. It's like something you could DJ late at night at a warehouse party somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. All right. Well, we're looking forward to the album, The Futile Engine, July 21st. Slider, Colin C. Thank you for joining me on the show and, and good luck with the album. Looking forward to it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, one second. Let me just 